0: Well, good morning. Thank you. Good morning. I love being called by name. I appreciate that. So it's great to have you all here with us this morning on some call it Halloween. I call it Reformation Day. Take your pick. Uh, maybe it's one and both, one and the same. But it's great to have you here this morning. Uh, a couple months ago, I had the opportunity to take All Saints Youth to Scottsville to Watermarks Camp to go down to what's known as Camp Booyah. Camp Booyah is an Anglican summer camp run by the Diocese of Christ Our Hope, that's a sister diocese, in the Anglican Church in North America. It's a non-geographic diocese, so it's not just limited to a particular region of the country, such as a state or halves of two states, something like that. It actually spans um, North Carolina all the way as far as Boston, and even, I think, maybe into West Virginia several, several churches, um, much larger than, in a sense, geographically, much larger than the Diocese of the Mid-Atlantic. And so they've hosted this summer camp now for several years, and we were able to go to it. And we wanted to come and give a report back because many of you got us there. You helped us get there. You hired us. We came and we raked leaves. We cut grass. We bagged leaves. We did all sorts of stuff. We painted foundations on houses. We did a whole bunch of stuff. And we owe a report to you for how our time went. And so I've gotten a couple of our students that went to agree to come and talk about Camp Booyah. I'm going to interview them for a few minutes, and they're going to share their experience of Camp Booyah with you so you can get a little taste of how that week went for us. So if you'll come forward over there, and if you'll come over here and join me. It was a lot easier getting volunteers for the 11 o'clock service than the 815. They they wanted to sleep in, so... They're, they're here with us, so uh, your, your treasure is in heaven. Your reward is great, but maybe, maybe something later on for me, too. We'll see. So before we get started, why don't we go ahead and just give um, some brief introductions. Tell us your name. Tell us how old you are and, or what grade you're in and what school you go to. Let's start at the far side this time.
1: I'm Lydia. I am 18. I'm a senior at Forest Park High School
2: i'm luke i'm 16 and a junior at forest park high school
3: uh i'm riley i'm 16 and i'm a junior at hilton high school
0: nice nice thank you uh so let's talk about camp Booyah. you guys remember camp Booyah? it was a couple months ago now we remember it okay <laughs> that's good it's covid changed everything right time has been blown up uh Emily right we had a baby a few months ago I don't know anything anymore what day and time it is at all so uh yeah June seems like forever ago uh like a good teacher that I used to be I sent them some questions I told them to prepare I see some paper here so they they thought about it they wrote some answers down Lydia is going to wing it as she's she has been cramming all night last night all in the head I get it I get it we'll see how it goes uh but let's go ahead and talk about Cambodia for a few minutes um, First thing, I'll, I'll go ahead and like with the 815 service, they had to spend a week without looking at their phone. I love that reaction because we don't do it. You guys have to do it. We don't do it, right? Uh, yeah, it was great. As, as the adult leaders, I could look at my phone and play on my phone. And they, the guys were mad at me. They could see you it did. glowing at night. And they're like, what are you doing, Jed? And I was like. Different rules, Luke. Different rules. You'll find out when you grow up. It was great. I loved it. I loved it. The problem is we had no cell service, so I just looked at a screen anyway. It didn't matter. Um, but let's talk about that. Lydia, why don't you start us off? What was it like going a week without your phone?
1: I loved it. Um, it was super refreshing after doing a year of online school and staring at a computer screen for six hours a day. and. No, doing online church, um, constantly looking at a screen all the time is gets really exhausting. So it was really nice to just uh, have no choice but to have face-to-face conversations with people because everyone's phone was gone. So it's not like some people had their phones and some people on their phones. Nope, we we all had face-to-face conversations and it definitely made camp a lot more fun. and. It helped us, I think, connect way faster than if our phones were in between those connections. That's a good point. Go ahead, Luke.
2: Yeah, at first it was a little difficult, you know. The first day I was reaching in my pocket, trying to grab something that wasn't there. But uh, by the second day, I completely forgot about it because we were just doing so much and we were having a good time. And yeah, it was really relaxing to just detach. and. Yeah.
3: It felt... Um It felt good to be disconnected from the world for a week. Um, I wasn't worried about what was going on outside of Camp Booyah, I was just focused on being with the youth group and having fun together and I wasn't worried about what was going on outside of youth group.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, right? You could actually be present in the moment rather than everything else going on far away and not too relevant to what you are doing for that week. Uh, Thank you all. So. The founder of Camp Booyah, a gentleman named Drew. Drew Hill? Is that his last name? Yes. Drew Hill, yes. He's a priest in the Diocese of Christ our Hope. He's down at uh, Redeemer Greensboro, Church of the Redeemer in Greensboro, North Carolina. So he gave a series of talks related to the parable of the prodigal son. Uh, We've just gone through, in our Sunday school class, we've picked that parable apart. And we got that for a week. And he dug into the lives of the characters of that parable, right? The father, the older son, the younger son, what that would have been like. And so as we had those talks about the parable of the prodigal son, what, what stuck with you from Drew's talks and what he said? Riley, why don't you start us off on that one?
3: Uh, what stuck with me the most was that you can never be too far away for God's love to reach out to you. No matter how tainted you are with sin, or how controlling sin is over your life, you can never be too far away to just completely turn around and go back to Jesus.
2: Hmm. No, yeah, I have that pretty much. That stuck out to actually a lot of us at the eight fifteen. We had the same answers, um, but yeah, no, it stuck with me. No, how no, no matter what you've done, God will always try to get you to come back and he'll make an effort for you to come back and he won't just leave you in the dust
1: um what stuck with me was we talked about the father a lot and how excited he was like he was running down to his son and i just love that image of the father like running down to his son and that really stuck with me because it kind of reminded me God is always that excited to see us, no matter like where we go, and yeah, that really stuck with me
0: yeah that's a great point that's a great point. thank you all uh, so on a follow up to that of let 's just say the two sons, who do you identify with more the younger or the older son go Riley. <laughs> Yeah, think about this.
1: Was this on the paper? No. Pop quiz. It is a pop what?
0: quiz. It is a pop quiz. Um I Come think
3: I identify more with the younger son being that sometimes I tend to like distance myself sometimes and then I find myself in times of
2: just coming back to Jesus.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I definitely identify with the older son because I have younger siblings and it always seems like they get handouts, and they when I did it when I was younger, so they get off the hook easier, so yeah,
1: that's interesting <laughs> um i I identify with the older son too i I'm very sometimes I have it in my mind like, oh, I've worked this hard to get this, this is what I deserve to get, mm-hmm. and so that's. That's probably why I think I identify with the older son more.
0: It works great when we go to God and say, but I deserve this, God. I deserve it. He loves that. He loves that. Now, he, he's gracious towards us. I, I As I share with the 815 service, uh, I'll share with you all, I'm the, I'm the younger son. Literally, I'm the baby of my family. I have three older siblings. And... They will tell you, if they were here, they'll say, yeah, he was mom's favorite. Not even was, still is. I still am. <laughs> and uh, I still am spoiled, and they would admit to that. So I totally identify with the younger son. Um, and then in my, uh, here as a minister, since being ordained, I can also see where I identify with the older son. And I can see where I want to think, here I am, being so obedient God. And then I realized, oh, I need to read that parable again. Uh, so I'm working on that. Have great, have mercy. Have mercy. How did you grow and push your limits through the physical challenges? Like we had obstacle courses there in social environment, the way that we were broken up into national teams. I'm going to reserve this just for the guys. Lydia, I'm going to tweak that question for you. Okay. All right. Go ahead with that one, Riley or Luke. Go, Luke.
2: Uh, the courses weren't too difficult, but um, some of them you got to work with your team. And then when people don't listen, it's hard to get a job done. <laughs> so it was extremely hard to get through these courses when everyone was just not doing what they were supposed to. But um, after a while the team started to communicate better, and we could get through the course. It took us twice as long than it should have, but we got through it.
0: <laughs> Your dad's saying amen, amen.
2: <laughs>
3: uh, I think with the national teams that we were broken up into, it um, it gave me an opportunity to bond well with other kids from my age group, and not just my age group, but with kids younger than me and some older and it, it was just an opportunity to work well with everybody and get along as a group and try to get tasks done as a group.
0: Yeah, definitely. Okay, thank you, guys. Now, Lydia, this one's going to be a little bit different. If you all remember, for you all that know and recognize Lydia, uh, back in June, uh, she was not as mobile as she is today. She went to Camp Booyah, what was it, A week? A week after your
1: surgery? Um, I, was, I was 10 days out 10 days. from So ACLs, Yeah, sure. she
0: had surgery on her ACL, a, a torn ACL. And 10 days later, I'm taking her down to Camp Buya, full of obstacle courses, walking everywhere. And she is in this massive brace and on crutches. And I'm like, dear Jesus, I have made another mistake. <laughs> this, she, is, she is going to beat me with that crutch, uh, both of them. So obstacle courses you didn't get to do. But you were still on a national team. <laughs> and so talk about what it was like for you in a way being limited to fully participate in Camp Buya and, and how God still met you where you were.
1: Um, it was definitely hard the first couple of days, actually, on the second day. I So every day we went down to the worship center. You know, for an able-bodied person, it was a slight walk. You don't break a sweat. Um, it felt like Mount Everest for me. It was horrible. And there was a lot of things at Camp where where just, like, physically, it was so challenging, and I was, like, so mentally over crutches. Um, but one night, I was coming back from the worship center and like my arms are burning, my biceps are just done for. And I stopped and I was like, I'm when I get back to that cabin, I'm telling Mrs. Reichert to call my mother because I'm not doing this. I can't do this. And um so then we got back. I got back to the cabin and I Everyone was talking and I was just sitting on my bed and I just kind of had this like peace that I could do this and that I was gonna get something out of this. Um, And it definitely forced me to connect with people in a different way. I'm a very athletic person and so I usually like connect with people over sports or whatever physical activity. So like obstacle courses would have been perfect. Um, But it, it made me connect with people just in a different way um which was challenging but you know it definitely showed me that you can connect with people more than just basketball and stuff so yeah
0: yeah thank you uh i i especially kept my eye on lydia because of being on crutches, it was like, okay, if I'm quick to go with my team and the guys and anyone else and leave her behind, she's just going to sit there and really resent this. And so I, I really wanted to make sure while I was down there for that week that she felt like she was still a part of things overall in the camp and then even with us as All Saints youth. And I was just blown away because I definitely would have called and said, yeah, come get me. I'm done. I'm out. First <coughs> night. It would have been over. And so for you to stick with it and watch you just crutch it all the way back and forth, I was just like, dear Jesus, not me. So well done on that, Lydia. Um, One of the cool things that we did at Camp Booyah, after every night session when we had talks, whether it was about the younger son, the older son, or the father, we would end up doing some sort of night activity that was a lot of fun. But then we would find our way back to our cabins. And I'm in with all the guys, stinky, smelly cabin, and nobody stops talking, and everything's getting thrown everywhere, and Hayden's socks. Oh my goodness. Um, Love him to death, though. Love him to death. And we had this time called cabin time where we would actually open up and discuss uh, questions related to the evening's talks. And we would have to get pretty open and get pretty personal. Uh, or we could just you know, put the walls up but we, we didn't do that and I can't speak for the ladies I wasn't in their cabin but I know for the guys and I, I'm totally honest on this I'll bet any amount of money we had the best cabin time at Camp Booyah. <laughs> and it wasn't just because we're throwing chips at each other and everything else we were getting real with each other and it was really cool now, I heard that the, the ladies also had very good cabin time, so I think they could place their bets and feel secure that they would win. So could you share with us a little bit, how did you find cabin time? Uh, let's start with Luke, and then we'll go to Lydia, and then Riley, you'll bring us home.
2: Yeah, so cabin time was a, the best time of the day, I'd say. Um, every time we came back, we were all tired, but we all worked up enough energy to break down these passages and go through them. But it just made it a great bonding experience, and we all we came closer to each other and we got to know each other on a more spiritual and vulnerable level, you could say. And it was super nice because we could share without feeling judged or have any fear. So it was a really good time for all of us.
1: Um, Luke said it kind of helped us connect on a spiritual level and we were all very vulnerable, which... I really loved because, you know, of course, on like the surface level, we're all friends and we all have kind of shallow connections um, and it kind of definitely made us go like deeper with each other and I just really love that because like I got to hear my little sister share her deeper thoughts on what we had just learned Um, and I think that definitely was a really big thing that helped us connect. And um, to also just sit there and like talk about that passage, you know, all throughout the day we're having lots and lots of fun, Um, so that was a good time, I think, yeah, for us to connect with each other, but also with God, too, so, yeah.
0: Thank you. Uh,
3: I think cabin time was very beneficial to everybody who was in the cabin uh it was a time for us to just let our guard down around each other and we could all come closer to each other and you know it's usually that mindset of the younger guys learn from the older guys in the cabin but it was a time where I learned a lot from the younger guys as well sharing their input on what they you know thought the story was and what it meant to them and it was just a really fun time to come together and uh Sometimes we would get off track with the questions, but they were still good conversations that we were having. And then we would get back to the question, and then, uh, yeah, it was really
0: fun. Yeah, nice. Uh, Excellent point. I'm I'm a firm believer. Theology is best done in community, right? And so when we gather together and when we discuss, whether it's a sermon we've heard or a passage that we've read, we do learn from each other. Right, no one person has all the answers and it's not dependent upon age I am blown away by how much I learn from those younger than myself that don't have the formal theological training yet still hear from God and share and it's like now that's the truth and that's what it's about theology is best done in community don't ever forget that, keep those conversations going we could ask a ton of questions I have a whole bunch more but we need to wrap up um What do you think was the most spiritually beneficial thing for you at Camp Buya? Was it the time that you had to read scripture on your own in the middle of the afternoon? Was it worship time? Was it the cabin times? And talk about how you were impacted spiritually by whatever was that most spiritually beneficial thing. Lydia, would you start us off?
1: I really found morning prayer and evening prayer really spiritually beneficial to me. Um, every So every morning, like all 200 of us would do morning prayer and communion sit together. And I really loved it because, you know, I've been doing, like reciting the literature my entire life, but it was a completely different thing to do it with 200 other teenagers. Um, and it definitely made me kind of like slow down just because I was like whoa there's 200 teenagers doing Anglican liturgy right now like okay that just made me slow down nice. and then just to um since we were doing it every morning um I kind of took more time to like think about what the liturgy was really saying and um that was the first time I had ever done that um even though I've, you know, been reciting it my entire life. So, and it kind of changed from, like, reciting it to an actual prayer. Like, it wasn't just me, like, I'm reciting something, like a quiz or something. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of my, how I spiritually grew.
0: Nice, nice.
2: Luke? Uh, the most spiritual, spiritually beneficial thing for me was the cabin times. Um, because I could ask questions, I could share my thoughts, and I could get insights from i don't know to, smart people, smart people. Yeah. <laughs> and then as long as don't and then I could get the uh, insights of like the younger kids, and when we put it all together, it would make this great big picture that we could all learn from, and even the smartest people in the cabin could pull from it.
3: Uh, The most beneficial time for me was the quiet time in the middle of the afternoon that we would have, and it was just beneficial because God was working throughout the week through every activity we were doing, but we were having so much fun that we would miss what God was trying to have us understand throughout the week, and I think the quiet times gave me an opportunity to just you know relax and calm my thoughts and think about what God was really trying to have me understand. Through the activities we were doing and the lessons we were learning, and it was just that was just very beneficial to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point, Riley. I've heard it said before that great benefit comes when we waste time with God. And I know that sounds counterintuitive, of course, but if we if we carve out that thirty minutes in the middle of the day when we're able, as our schedules afford, and we just waste time with God. Maybe there's actually great benefit that comes from it. They were practicing what we would call Lectio Divina. Right? That's, that's what was going on at Camp Buya. And the liturgy, wow, I'm sending you off to seminary, Lydia. So you've got great liturgical sensibilities there. So uh, get ready. We're going we're gonna to sharpen those up. Well, I think we need to conclude our time. Was it worth it? Should they have gone to Camp Buya? Yeah. Well, guys, thanks so much for coming up here and sharing. I encourage you, as you see them, what th- probably not today. They've already had enough questions from me. But when you see them, if you have your own questions about Booyah, you see them next week or the week after, they would love, I mean, they would love, they're, they're like beating my door down saying, Jed, let us talk to the people, right? So <laughs> find them and and corner them and question them, or they will corner you. Uh, and and get to know them. I I, th- I think it's worth our time to go down there and to make this part of our tradition here at All Saints Church. Camp Booyah has much to offer, and I think you've gotten a taste of that from these three. So thank you all so much for doing this. Thank you.